That means that means we're gonna lose that great bit. Uh, you know what? I'm okay with losing. Get hard. <laughs> I think if there's one thing with I'm okay with losing, it's probably that. Welcome to Direct to Video VHS VHS, a podcast where we pair movies like fine wine. I am your host Tony Robusto. I am your host Andy Reyes. I'm trying to I'm trying to get us started just so we don't keep on making jokes. No, for sure. Here's what I'll say about this movie is I don't know much about this movie in terms of like its production. It had as far as I could tell it had a really smooth production. I think the only noted notable thing about this movie that I can tell, it was the transition to all digital. Like this was the movie where they used 3D painting and rendering techniques to do all of the backgrounds. None of this okay. was traditionally painted. You could tell that there were a lot of 3D effects, but it's honestly the best 3D effects, like 90s 3D effects I have ever seen. And it's maybe the best 2D animated 3D effects I've ever seen. I would argue that Atlantis is better, but... Well, we haven't gone over that one yet, though. And I could be wrong. I haven't. I've, I don't think I've ever seen... Tarzan and Atlantis are both movies that I haven't seen all of. In one sitting, Tarzan, obviously that isn't true for Tarzan anymore, because I, I watched it. But Got him! Tarzan and Atlantis are both movies that when I was a kid, I would start watching, and then I would fall asleep in the middle of it and wake up at the credits. Yeah, that's fair. Right, because yeah, there's, there, there wasn't anything about the movies that like, I don't know, that hooked me like other yeah, Disney type, movies yeah, did. Yeah, pulled you in. Um, I, although I remember liking Atlantis, which is insane to me, because I don't remember anything else about that movie other than liking it. Something I've heard about it, I it's I've maybe seen it once. It's like, it has good characters, it has a lot of colorful characters, but like, the problem is, is, it's Pocahontas, it's Avatar, it's, it's Tarzan. It's a little bit Tarzan, yeah, because Tarzan's, Tarzan's got a bit of that too, it's, uh, yeah, from it's, a slightly different angle, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's fucking, same basic. Uh, the, what, 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 what that other book series he wrote that's just Tarzan, but on Mars? Uh, John Carter. John Carter of Mars. The other big thing about this movie is uh, the surfing sequences that Tarzan does. Uh, Glenn Keane, who I've spoken about at length, was inspired to do this by Tony Hawk, the skateboarder, <laughs> because his son, who was into ex- who was into X Games and stuff, showed him like clips and stuff of skateboarding, of specifically like uh, vert skateboarders and like sh- and and some like street skateboarding. And Glenn Keane was like, "Oh, this is a really good way to do movement for this character." You know, there's this meme going around that's like foods and movies that you really wanted to eat. Mm-hmm. But I kind of want to move like Tarzan moves in this movie. When he's sliding down those like mossy trees, it yeah. doesn't. And you look at it and you're like, that's not possible, but I, but, I want it. But to I want to do it. I want to do it so much. This movie, I think also, this is something that I thought about while watching it, but I think it, I think it is true. This is like one of the only movies in which most of the characters have anatomically correct musculature because Tarzan only wears a loincloth and gorillas are very like muscular creatures who are also mm. prim- who have also have like large spots of kind of just naked skin. So there's a lot of effort put into, and I think elephants have the same problem too, actually, because they're, they're, they have, but all of these are animals that don't have fur to hide movement. Right. Or if they do, it's not enough fur. Like gorillas are very fuzzy, but you can clearly see muscles moving underneath them. And I think one fun fact is that Brendan Fraser auditioned to play Tarzan twice 
<laughs> He's like, guys, I can already do the yell for my other movie. I was in George of the Jungle, guys. Come on, I'm perfect. <laughs> That's your Brendan Fraser. I, I wish Brendan Fraser got it. I bet. I, bet uh, this movie, I don't I, think he'd be bad. I probably would have liked it more, I think, because the guy who voices Tarzan's kind of... You know what's sometimes struggling with his voice is it sounds, and maybe they did this on purpose, it sounds like very educated and noble. Yes. And it's, and I think they probably did do that on purpose, but it, it it's very jarring, like, the first time he speaks to Jane, and you're like, this just sounds like a... <laughs> he just sounds like he knows how to talk. Yes, it's it's sort of like it's sort of like that that time that Stitch said okay, okay, and and I was like, whoa, no, he's just speaking. Yeah, no, but he's just talking. He shouldn't do that. Hey, you know, here's the thing that Tarzan and Stitch have in common: they're both good at mimicking. Because that's, mm-hmm. I think that's the, the 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 movie tries to like make that his thing that he he's good at mimicking, and that's his thing. That's why he can right. speak so educatedly, but it still doesn't quite work because it's like. Brendan Fraser, who has played this character three times in George of the Jungle, <laughs> in fucking George of the Jungle 2, and in that movie where he played a, a Encino Man, where he plays a, a, a like a caveman who like gets unfrozen. Brendan Fraser is really good at playing a character who who you trust implicitly, but is dumb explicitly. People look at the, his him. People look at Brendan Fraser and they go, "Oh, that guy's dumb," but he has a way of being heartwarming. And empathetic, where you just trust him. It's why okay. he's, I think, an amazing lead in the Mummy movies. Because he could, like, because he kills people in that movie, and you're still like, nah, I like that guy. He's got, he's got the Harrison Ford thing. Okay, I recently watched Indiana Jones, and a couple months ago watched most of the first Mummy movie. Yeah, and I don't know. Maybe if anything else was good about that movie, that would have been Brendan Fraser's big break. I think it was Brendan but, Fraser's big break. That movie was huge back in the day. As as big as he got a break, I guess. But that movie is such a fucking B movie. I don't I, understand how it got so big. I it's, love The Mummy, dude. It's <laughs> basically just a zombie movie with yes. lots of sand. <laughs> and yes. it's like it's like Indiana oh. Jones like did shit. Yeah. <laughs> It's way different. It's kind of hilarious. Yeah. Indiana Jones, I, I would, shit. Uh, uh, I would maybe love to watch shit. those two together because they were because I feel like they're constantly compared, but they're they're not that similar. No, because I, I think Harrison Ford is Harrison Ford is crusty, right? Does <laughs> that even young Harrison? Even Ford. even young Harrison Ford when he was like. How how young was young Harrison Ford? Like thirty? Like I don't know, yeah, that's that's yeah, the superhero age. Yeah, but like like even young Harrison Ford, he he's there's something beatnik about him. Harrison Ford is the kind of guy who 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 you would expect to I don't know build a house, but like right, Bre- he he doesn't he doesn't look quite right when he's dressed up as a professor, but when he's out there punching Nazis, you're like okay, I get yeah, it. this this is the kind of but Brendan Fraser I think looks. He look. He's a guy who kind of who looks comfortable. I think no matter where he is, but also looks uncomfortable no matter where he is. <laughs> like, like he's like, I'm I'm okay with this, but should I be here? That's Brendan Fraser. And then and then he punches a Nazi, and you're like, yeah, this is good. This is also good. Although I think the Mummy took place earlier than that, right? 1930s or 20s? I don't know. I'm going to be completely honest. I just watched that movie. I. Th- Thought it was maybe modern times. No, it can't be. There's like, there's like a moment where they're like fighting like Malmooks or something. That that's not possible. Twenty six, nineteen twenty six. Okay. Okay, great, wonderful. Is there? I 
I feel if like, you put a gun to my head, I would not have been able to tell you that. I mean, me neither. I was thinking, like, maybe the 1800s? It felt very like, Civil War. I feel, I feel like there's very little 20s about that movie. Well, because it spends all of its time in, in Egypt, Egypt. Right. Which, well, I don't know anything about Egypt well, the, in the 20s. The problem with Egypt is, when you set a movie in Egypt, it could take place in 2000s BC or 2000s CE, right? And it's like, who knows? Right. Egypt has looked like Egypt forever. And, yeah, it's and I'm sure somebody kind of the draw of there, Egypt. There are people out there who are, and, and, I, and, and I want just to let people know, I know that Egypt looks different, because... Right? <laughs> But in movies, the but they have those big triangles, and they've been there a long time. Tony, they are pyramids. I think they're triangles. They are. I've only ever seen the front. I. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so I just love that Brendan Fraser auditioned twice. Oh, and also the uh, Tony Goldwyn who plays Tarzan didn't do the yell. Yeah, it was the guy who played Clayton. Yeah, right? yeah, Brian Blessed. Uh, did it. Brian Blessed, by the way, is an amazing performer. Uh, he doesn't get enough, I think, in this movie. I was looking up stuff about Clayton because I I was just thinking about, and we'll get to this when we get to him, like, how could Clayton have been more interesting? And here's a quick one. Clayton gets eight minutes of screen time. Yeah. Uh, which is probably why he's the most forgettable Disney villain, <laughs> because they literally don't give him any time it, in the movie. It is, it is a got, by the way, Brian Blessed is the top bill of this movie. Like, he was the highest paid actor in this movie. That's so weird. Brian Blessed is known for hamming it up in movies. Like, it's what he does. If you get Brian Blessed in your movie, you want him to start yelling. And he doesn't get enough of it in this one. But I will say this. Clayton, and we're going to talk about this, probably has a harder death than Ursula, who gets stabbed with an entire ship. Right, he probably has a harder death than, um, oh man, I went to think of this guy's name and it's not coming. Who's the priest? And, uh... Oh! Oh, no! Anyway, the bastard gets torn apart by demons, and this guy might die a little bit harder than that. It's rough. So, there is a prologue to Tarzan. Uh... It takes three minutes... Mm-hmm. And it covers a lot. There is a lot that happens in this prologue, and I'm okay with it. I'm okay with this prologue, except for one thing. I know exactly what you're going to say, but please say it. fucking stupid-ass song that tells you exactly what's <laughs> happening on screen as it's happening. What is this nonsense? This And, and it's, not, it's not even a good song. It's a, like, I hate this song. The fact that they went with this song as, like, I think the, like, this, it, it, uh, I, I like one. I think it might have won a Grammy. I, I think the, uh, I think the song that I liked in this movie might have won a Grammy, but it, the biggest problem that I have with this song is that every time I think it leaves, it just comes back like a fucking, <laughs> like, I don't even know how to describe this. Like, oh my God. It's like a, it's like a bad rash, right? It's like, oh, finally it's gone. And then, oh no, it's back in a different part of my body now. Ah. Uh, Phil Collins needs to like shut up. I, the worst part, <laughs> I I love the instrumentation. By the way, I think the instrumentation in it's the soundtrack it's a good sounding song. <laughs> like <laughs> fucking sigh. People people make fun of Randy Newman, who did the theme songs for uh, 
Toy Story, all of the Toy Stories, for having expository lyrics, lyrics that just, he doesn't even really sing. He's kind of just talking the whole time, right? But at least Randy Newman isn't literally describing everything that's happening on screen to you at every moment. Like, Randy Newman has a little bit of class. I'm going to say something once, and Uh I'm not going to bring it up again. Okay. Because of the enemies it will make me in this recording, and possibly in the real world, I think it works in this movie. Okay. Okay, moving on. Here's here's the thing. If there are people out there who who like Phil Collins and they're wrong, there are people sure, out there sure. who like this movie. <laughs> if you think it works in this movie for whatever reason, like that's fine. It it to me is such a jarring piece of what this movie is. Is that because every time every time it happens, it breaks me out of this movie. I what I'll say is it doesn't work for me, but also I'll admit that I don't like Phil Collins. Okay, let me cover this prologue really quick, because they do it really quick. Like I said, about three minutes. Bam, bam, bam. Tarzan's parents are on a boat. They land in, you know, wherever the fuck in Africa, I guess. That's what it says on the title card. It just says, wherever the fuck in Africa. And actually, they don't mention that they're in Africa until the white people show up, which I guess makes sense. That's kind of awesome, actually, because Tarzan wouldn't know. Right. Meanwhile, Kala and Kerchak, the gorillas, have a cute little baby gorilla. Tarzan's parents build this treehouse. This treehouse is dope. Kala and Kerchak's kid gets murdered. Oh, gets, dies off screen. Oof, it's rough. Not off screen enough, though. No, it's- Because we see the leopard. Jaguar? It's, it's, no, jaguars are South America. Oh, okay, so it's a leopard. They're the same animal. That took me a second, yes. We see the leopard go after the gorilla, and we hear the gorilla scream, and we know that Kala and Kerchak just watched it happen. Yeah. Although, (laughs) they they watch it happen, right? But Kerchak's immediate response is like, don't look, instead of murdering this cat. That was that was the one thing about this movie that, like, I thought, that's not 100%, right? Because... Leopards, a leopard does not want to fucking fight a gorilla. <laughs> the gorillas in this movie are too small. And they're a little bit too afraid of leopards. Because if a mother gorilla's little baby gets eaten by a leopard, she'll beat that leopard to death. I mean... She'll eat that leopard and its children. Yeah, it, it also does not get into the fact that gorillas are omnivorous mm-hmm. and should really be eating meat. Yeah. But that's not really important. So... Her kid is dead. She hears a baby crying from what seems like a very long way away. She just, well, she's got that, she's got those mom instincts now. She you, Just because your kid dies doesn't mean they go away. So she goes and does this whole travel scene, finds Tarzan, sorry, finds this, this, um, this house. Oh. Sees, and I had never noticed this before, sees that Tarzan's parents are just dead in the corner. They're just dead on the ground, just lying there. And and we see them. And that seems crazy to me. That they're, they're like, we can put corpses in this Disney movie, right? Just like, corpses. We know the leopard killed them. We're not going to show the leopard killing them, but it fucking happened. By the way, I, I love this. This, this like, two-second... Well, this, this whole sequence, I think, is two minutes of the three minutes of this prologue. I love this. Uh, Kala walking into this house is so good. Oh, 
It's very intense. The movie should have started there, I think, because it's such a good tone setter for like, she doesn't understand what's going on. We, the audience, Mm -hmm. don't know what's going on. So we're all kind of solving this mystery, right? Like, clearly there was an attack. Both parents are dead. Like, and there's a baby. Oh, no. There's so much good uh, mise-en-scene happening in this scene. Uh, I'm sad that it's that this, I think, good two seconds of murder mystery kind of is interrupted by a weirdly funny fight so yeah she finds this baby yeah i think it's trying what it's trying to do is it is making it a little lighter yeah we just watched a gorilla baby die but this human baby yeah it is goofy because she breaking she doesn't know what it is but she knows it's a baby right and this leopard fucking wants that baby so bad this leopard this leopard was wait for some reason couldn't find this baby (laughs) but it knew it was there So it just stuck around. It has those two human adults to eat. Maybe maybe it was full of human adult, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go lie down, take a nap, and when I get up, I'm going to have a little baby dessert baby. Later. Yeah, some dessert baby. And it's and this gorilla comes in, and he's like, no, I wanted that baby. So yeah, they have this kind of goofy fight um, that is also pretty intense because every time every time there's a moment away from the goofiness this fucking leopard goes crazy this thing is nuts this leopard is massive by the way i think right like by this leopard is like the size of a pretty big bengal tiger which is a little bit too big i I do love the moments where they're actually fighting like physically touching each other there's not very much of that though Mm -hmm. the the thing about the leopard though is um you mentioned how we could how this is a movie with a lot of like real musculature and the leopard kind of seems to have been left out of that yeah the leopard kind of looks like a a monster its face doesn't even look right yeah it's it's like it's 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 like distorted almost anyway kala gets the baby away from the leopard runs back to kerchak and kerchak's like you know this isn't our baby right (laughs) kerchak's like i just lost my kid and you're and you're having a thing i guess by the way kerchak add kerchak to the list of dads that need to fucking get over it like like (laughs) we we, we have such a long list that's okay but that's kind of not fair no no kerchak is at the top of the list he gets the most excuses he watched his baby die in front of him and he watched his baby die like it seems like maybe earlier this week I just think not not a very supportive husband in this moment of trauma. Yeah, although he he is like fifty otherwise. Well, that's that's the thing is I don't know if it's like a lion pride thing, but he does lead the tribe, and he's I think he wants to be supportive of his, of his wife, but also has to be like we can't slow down. Also, it seems like he has had run-ins with humans. Yeah, nobody else knows what this thing is. It seems like he might, because he's like, is this the only one? They're all definitely dead and nobody's going to come looking for this thing. So I don't, like, I thought that was really interesting. He was also, he's also later the only one who's like, no, don't bring any humans here. But we never get to find out what that was about, really. My impression wasn't that he knew what humans were. My impression was that he's just, he, he's, he plays, the role of him in this movie is to be conservative and protective. So mm-hmm. he just doesn't like it because it's a because it's an unknown and unknowns are dangerous, right? So he he's essentially playing the same role as what's his name Powhatan in Pocahontas, right? Right. And the the fucking dad wolf in fucking uh, 
uh, fucking uh, uh, Jungle Book. Like it, the, it's it's because it's other, and there I think there is a valuable conversation to be had about his reaction to Tarzan, which is mm-hmm. he sees Tarzan as a tool to help his wife get over loss, but he doesn't right. see Tarzan as a member of his tribe or as his son. Yeah, and there is a great. There are a couple great scenes where we get to see them having what I would what I would call actual father son moments between a guy who has not been a great father and his son who's maybe not been a great son, you know? Yeah. I wish there was more of it. I this movie doesn't kind of drops it, I think. Yeah. And then picks it up again toward the end. There's a very precise moment where it drops it that I kind of find interesting, but we'll get there. Yeah. And then there's a musical again. Yeah. With the with the baby. Kala and the baby. For about two seconds, I was I was excited <laughs> because Kala was singing. And I was like, oh, here we go. We have some diegetic singing here. Kala is singing this lullaby to Tarzan, and we're going to have this montage. And oh, nope, it's fucking Phil Collins again. Why is he singing this? Because Kala sings the first, like, two lines and then the last word. Why just let her have the whole song? That would be more appropriate to what's happening. <laughs> Instead, we get this ballad singer being like, I don't, I don't even know what the song is anymore. Like, for one so small, you seem so strong. Yeah, it's like, why not let the mom sing this song about raising her kid? Why? Why is this the choice that they went with? They set it up to be diegetic, and I guess they lost faith, maybe, in Glenn Close, one of the greatest actresses of her time. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just me. So Tarzan gets aged up. Yeah, he 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 goes from being a baby to being a slightly older baby. An older baby. He's like I don't know five. That's what I would guess is five. We get to see his interactions with um, what's her name? Tala. Tala. That can't be right. Turk. Turk. That is right. Yes. Get to get to see his interactions with Turk, who uh, even at this point seems to be his best friend, but also kind of his only friend. Yeah. And maybe technically his cousin, although it's unclear. Again, <laughs> she calls Kala Aunt Kala, but it's, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if they're just like close. She also says "mom." I think it's, at one point she says it's my mom, and I was really confused by that. But I think that's because there were other gorillas uh, in that tableau. That's possible. I think the movie doesn't do a good job of setting up what exactly the hierarchy of this tribe is other than Kerchek is the head male and Kala is the head is well, he's the patriarch and she's the matriarch right right that's that's basically what we've got yeah everyone else is beneath them but we don't know what that hierarchy looks like um right but because Tarzan's the main character he only answers to Kala and Kerchek Tarzan is having a hard time fitting in. He wants to hang out with the other gorillas and they want to get rid of him. So Turk tells him that he needs to get a hair from an elephant, not realizing that Tarzan's a dumb shit Mm -hmm. and will totally go do that. Yeah. And I have a serious question that I could not find an answer to. Why did they make the elephants red? Oh, yeah, I don't know, man. I even looked this up and like I couldn't find why Disney wanted to do that and I found red elephants. They're a real thing. And I was like, oh, maybe red elephants are a real thing. But they're not. They just um you know, elephants have dirt baths, take dirt baths. Yeah. Sometimes dirt is red. No, but that doesn't make sense because when they're in the water they're still red. They're in an actual bath bath, yes. In in a in a in a lake of varying depth, 
<laughs> in a lake of questionable depth is what I would say. We're like the the elephants are ankle deep, but sometimes they're swimming like full body. It's like yes, sometimes Tarzan is like way under the water. There are islands. There are like little islands on on the lake. Whatever. Uh-huh. Well, then I wouldn't let that fucking baby elephant anywhere near this pond. <laughs> what if he steps into one of these pits and just sinks to the bottom? Dies. Good point. I almost didn't bring up Tantor. His whole thing is that he is afraid of everything. Also, I don't think he is right now, but later in the movie, he will be played by, um... Wayne Knight. Yeah, by Wayne Knight. And, honestly, Wayne Knight can, like, he really gives this something. He, I think, I think Tantor is my favorite character in this movie. I I think Tantor and, uh, Turk have just a really good, uh, repertoire with each other. They kind of have to, because even though they are both, like, their whole thing is supposed to be, like, Tarzan's sidekick. Yeah, they're Timon and Pumbaa. They don't actually spend that much time with Tarzan. No, they spend most of their time with each other. Because he has to spend all of his time with, off with the humans. With Jane, yeah. Specifically with Jane, Specifically yes. with Jane. He doesn't care about the other humans. Well, he cares a little. No. There was a song about it. No, I don't think he does. I think Tarzan cares he... about two things. Cares about Jane and cares about <laughs> learning about Jane. Anyway, there is, after this scene where Tarzan... Starts an elephant stampede and Kerchak yells at him. Kerchak moves to save one of those baby gorillas, though. That's a dad. Uh Damn. Kerchak, I I think this is very important. Because when I watched this as a kid, I was like, man, Kerchak's mean. But Kerchak is fucking good at his job. You know, Kerchak might not be a great dad, but he's a good leader. Yes, he is keeping these people alive. An elephant stampede just happened. He got in there. And he saved that baby. He saved yeah, it. He... Like, yeah, he didn't save his own baby, but that didn't stop him from saving this one. You think Kerchak will stand for one more dead baby? Absolutely, Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's the kind of leadership we need in these trying times. He he does a fucking Mufasa in here. And unlike Mufasa, he lives. <laughs> so Kerchak, better than Mufasa. Scientifically Ooh. proven. Anyway, there's the obligatory reflection scene after Tarzan I... gets yelled at. <laughs> so there's there's a lot that happens in this obligatory reflection scene, which is, yeah. one, uh, th- there's a conversation that happens here in which uh, Kala is encouraging Tarzan to, uh, this happens earlier, but she, it happens again here, which is she's encouraging Tarzan to be himself, to stop trying to imitate his cousins and to, to find his own place to fit in, that, mm-hmm. that he would... That that like the the true way for him to give back to his family is to find a niche and excel, right? Mm-hmm. Which is what this movie is trying to be about, even though I think it completely fails at it. I think the reason it fails is because the next scene, which is like a really good montage that does show how why a human who should not be able to survive here can survive there. Yeah. That's like all of it. Yeah. Is the thing, even though I really like that scene and that montage. It's a good montage. After that, after that, he's just like perfect. He's just the perfect. Yeah, it's it, he's uninteresting. He's he's fucking Adonis at that point. He, he's literally just like Apollo walking on Earth. But also, Kala takes the time to teach Tarzan. Hey, Tarzan, maybe don't do blackface. <laughs> uh, because Tarzan just starts covering himself up with mud, and me as a viewer, I was like, oh, this isn't good. This yeah. movie, no, stop! You can't do this, even as a symbolism. 
Yeah, but okay, yes, you are right. But like, even as it made me cringe, I like I've basically seen children do that, mm-hmm. and it's like the the movie knows better, and it yeah. takes a moment to say it knows better. But Tarzan doesn't know better, you know. I I, I chalked it up to maybe his parents are Dutch or French, but who knows. <laughs> Uh, I wrote that joke down, by the way, because I was I I was like, oh, save this one. That one's for Tony. Uh, well, you know, f- you know from Reddit that they're Scandinavian. Oh, thanks. Thank- sure. <laughs> oh my god. So did you get that reference? Uh, no. <laughs> Maybe I should explain it for the listener. Anyway, explain there's it a, for me. There's a popular. Uh, one of the popular Disney fan theories. Supposedly, this this was also um this this particular ember was blown on by the people who wrote Frozen. Uh, is that Elsa and Anna's parents ended up in Africa and then died? No, that doesn't make any sense. No, it makes it makes zero sense. But it's it was a sort of joke that that went around for a while. They're they're not even in like the right historical era though. The the period that frozen is trying to portray is very like late fantasy medieval like this it's like a period of history that never actually happened tarzan clearly takes place in like maybe the early to mid 1800s like queen because they mentioned queen the queen which is queen victoria so but what if it was queen else no that's dumb (laughs) that's dumb yeah i want to get frozen get frozen as far away from other disney movies as possible please um, oh, that's so mean to Frozen. There are a lot of worse Disney movies than Frozen. Here's what I'll say: like, for, tar, here's and this is a problem with Tarzan. Tarzan is trying to take place in a historical epoch. Yeah, I said that weird epoch. I think it is epoch. Yeah, yeah I wasn't going to. I felt it when as soon as it came out of my mouth. My <laughs> mouth was like that didn't feel right. So then we get this montage. I like this montage. It's a good. Yeah, it shows him. He he does still copy the gorillas, but he also copies the elephants and the birds and the like little monkeys, and he like learns how to do a bunch of stuff that none of these animals could do themselves. You know, he 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 he's making himself like an amalgamation of what all of these things can do. Yeah, it's an interesting idea, right? Mm-hmm. He's taking the things that he can that he's learning from from the gorillas but taking into account his own limitations it's right. good and augmenting his limitations yes he, he with this other stuff that gorillas can't do like making tools which is also right. very jungle book um, but the problem is is that this so this is the entire story of jungle book that we see in this montage but it, it leaves us in this place where it's just like where where else what does tarzan doesn't have anywhere to grow anymore as a character well, he's got to grow more human. But that's, okay, and this is the problem that I have with this movie. But you are right, because this next scene that's about to happen could be the last scene in a movie. <laughs> it, this would have been a great 30-minute short in a Fantasia film, <laughs> right? That's kind of where this movie ends up here, which is, I, and quick aside, just because just I'm going to say it so that I think Son of Man is a good song. Okay. But I feel like it's an inclusion in this scene this entire montage feels like a test animation. Okay. It feels like such a, because like even the part where Tarzan like lands on the tree and looks directly at the camera feels like such a made for a trailer moment. Yes. 
Yes, I could see this. It leaves a taste in my mouth that I'm just kind of like, I don't know how I feel about this because it's a good song, it's a good moment, but it, it feels like it doesn't fit in with the rest of what this movie's trying to be. Tarzan's all big and buff now. He's a hunk. Uh, he's, he's still all, he is a hunk. He's still all goofy playing pranks on his mom. But now when the freaking leopard attacks and Kerchak gets into a fight with it and Kerchak starts losing, Tarzan jumps in and just murders that leopard. He kills this thing dead. And there is a moment where, a kind of great moment. This is, this is the moment between Tarzan and Kerchak as far as I'm concerned. Where Kerchak sees Tarzan, maybe for the first time, as his actual son. As somebody who not only has learned from him, but could... Take his place. But could take his place and might, like, outpace him. You know, could become more than he is. Mm -hmm. And there is this moment, and this, like I said, this movie would have been over right now. It could have been. But now there's a gunshot, and that scene ends too early. And Kerchak's just like, alright, let's move. We don't get to marinate in this moment, right? Because Tarzan, for, Tarzan just, like, kills this jaguar and yells like a crazy bastard, man. Quick aside, same jaguar? So I was thinking that same thing. Thematically, it must be. It should, it feels like it's the same one, but it also can't possibly can't be the be. same one. <laughs> Leopards, I don't believe, have a very long lifespan. Now, to be fair to this leopard, it does seem somehow to be the only predator in this area. <laughs> in Africa, a place kind of famous for all the big cats they have walking around. A lot of predators in... Well, I mean, I feel like every continent has a large amount of predators. Africa has a large amount of large predators. Yeah, I, what I'll say about this movie is that this movie takes place in quote-unquote Africa, and every character is like, yes, here we are in Africa. And it's like, Africa's a big <laughs> fucking place. Like, there are parts of Africa that are incredibly Hellenized. Uh, there are parts of Africa that are incredibly, like, like there's the Sahara, right? There's the savannas, there's the... Like, this is clearly taking place in the Congo, or around the Congo. I, I did have kind of a hard time with this because... And I might not have had a hard time with it, because, like, the person who talks most about Africa is Clayton. And it's like, whatever, he sees he sees Africa as just, like, one place, right? Yeah. Because he's he's a white asshole. But the thing that got me was that there is a boat that specifically lands there. Yeah. Even though there are no people there? There's nothing there. There's not even a port or a town. Right. So why does this boat come here? It seems like it definitely came to drop these people off and pick them back up. But, like, why was this a stop? Because because the way they talk about it, it seems like it is a stop. They also talk about it in a way where it feels like they're paying them to drop them off in the middle of nowhere. This is where the movie starts losing itself, I think, is this... I wouldn't call it a plot hole. It's a serious problem because what are they doing here? Clayton, we know why he's here. He wants to hunt a gorilla for some reason. So Clay Clayton has this great, terrible line, which is basically the first thing we hear from him after the gunshot. He's slicing down the this bamboo and he says, um, you know, it was my first trip out here that I realized I was created for Africa and Africa was created for me. And I was like, oh, you're the fucking worst. It's it's one of those things where it's like, okay, so Clayton is this like er quote unquote like hunter, right? Right. Like he he he's like manifest destiny incarnate. Manifest destiny is like a, an American phenomenon 
that only applies to the United States, but like whatever, like the, this like idea of like British imperialism. I I don't think your entire I I think it's a I think it's a good um reference though because I do feel like the British had their own form of manifest destiny, where they're like, yes, we obviously should take over the world. Obviously, who else Duh? is gonna do it? We're British. But the thing is, is it puts me in this position where I understand Clayton to a T. I know exactly why he's here and what he wants to do. He wants to kill a gorilla and he wants to hang it on his wall so that he can sip tea with his British friends and be like, look at how great I am. I'm so good. I'm so amazing. Right? Well, he also wants to poach a bunch of gorillas and sell them. And sell them for monetary gain. So it's like, like, I... But I don't understand why Jane and her dad are there. Like, they say that they're there to study gorillas, but they clearly don't know any fucking thing about anything what they're doing. It stressed me out early in the movie, seeing Jane. She has the least amount of business being out in the jungle. She's not dressed for it. She can't, like, walk through it. And she tries to talk to a baboon like it's a human baby. If okay, so if Jane's jungle adventure did not abruptly turn into a rom com, she would have died. It would have. She would have just been like a tragic, a tragic death. Oh no! How could this have happened? How I, I can't believe that this British woman went to the middle of the jungle and died. Uh, I don't think there is a moment where Jane wears pants. No, there is. Uh, wait. No, no, there isn't. I think she I think she just wears a different kind of skirt. A way more sensible skirt. The craziest thing to me about Jane is the fact that she's British. Okay. Because in the books, she's American. Because the Tarzan books were written by an American. And Jane Jane Porter's supposed to be this like like A, a damsel in distress, but also like she's American, so she doesn't so she has this like because America has always had this trope of like Americans are like salt of the earth like more attuned to being hardworking and rigorous than british people right i read some of tarzan and a lot of the quote jokes were about how tarzan was like big and manly and like basically the best that an english person could be but his closest relatives were just sipping tea and getting fat yeah well we could talk forever i think about all of the problems that that implies but we won't because that's a different podcast. But but this idea of like Jane being this posh British woman who's a scientist, who's here with her dad to study gorillas, it's like this entire situation is absurd. Wouldn't they want to get a tracker who isn't a hunter? They know Clayton's a hunter. Yeah, it's pretty clear actually. He tells stories about being a hunter. And you would think they would want more than just the three of them? Yeah. You would think that you would also you would think that they would want to stay in not a camp like they could stay in a village. Uh, But this movie can't have any black people in it. So I'll say this. This movie. How do I put this? The Tarzan book is pretty overtly racist. Yes. Like one of the most egregiously racist things I've ever read. And I think that their idea for skirting that was just to not have black people at all. Which makes the Tarzan movie not overtly racist, mm-hmm. which is good. Yes, C- congratulations on not being racist. But you could definitely make an argument that it's a little bit like subvertly racist by not having any African people in Africa. It's the movie. The movie finds itself in this difficult position where mm. 
it either it has it either has the racist African tropes from the book, which is a which is a no go from the start, right? So it mm-hmm. throws that out. Okay. Well, what else can they do? Well, they can't hire African Americans to play the gorillas like they did in The Lion King because of the racially charged symbolism that has existed since Darwin proposed his theories. Yeah, that has some real negative implications. Uh, thank you, King Kong. Thank you. <laughs> but you, so, so you can't do that. But you also can't just have a tribe of of uh, of Africans hanging around because then the gorillas would know what humans are, and why wouldn't they just leave this kid with the people? Like in Jungle Book. Like in Jungle Book. But then also, because this kid is white, you don't want to create a white savior story in which Tarzan, because he's white, actually becomes better living in the wild than the africans who live there it's like right it's which is precisely what you want to stay away from in a tarzan story because it is what the tarzan story story is so you just end up falling back into that line of of kind of awful thinking so it's like so the movie just chooses to not address it and to ignore it which is still bad because it's unsatisfying because it's like yeah then you're you're just being a coward like we have we had a conversation a lot like this when we were talking about treasure island Mm -hmm. and we're talking about how even a movie that's made really well if it is based on source material that fundamentally doesn't work will still have all these problems yeah and i think that's definitely true here um there are problems that you can ignore if you're not watching it too critically yeah you know like i think you plop a kid in front of this movie and they're like cool all right i get it but it's just, you know, on rewatch, you know, every time they say Africa, it's a little weird. Because there's actually nothing in this movie besides the gorillas that make it need to be Africa, either. It could be any kind of jungle anywhere in the world. He could be, if he was raised by any kind of anything, it could be anywhere. L- like, you, like you said, there's pretty much nothing that, that makes, like, the first 30 minutes of this movie different from Jungle Book. There could have been a story here, a story about about being an outsider, about wanting mm. to fit in, about trying to find a place to call your own. And this movie never gets to it. A big part of that is because the movie doesn't want to address the weirdness of its own setting, mm. but also because this movie has the most batshit insane ending <laughs> that you could <laughs> possibly get to. Oh, it's wild. I kind of love it because there's so much crazy stuff that has to happen for it to to happen and also okay i i also think one of the fundamental one of the reasons it never gets to that is because it has to do it does a disney romance yeah where basically it feels like jane is in a jane austen novel and like so much time is spent like developing tarzan and jane's feelings for each other yeah it it becomes the rest of the movie instead of instead of being about this is sticking with the thing that it started early on, which is, you know, about being an outsider and being different. Yeah. It just sort of drops that once he kills the leopard. So Jane gets distracted by a monkey, gets attacked, Tarzan saves her. This scene is kind of wild. <laughs> Pun not intended. Yes. Yes. Not intended. No. This scene is also a little bit the same scene in The Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> yes do you think that was intentional the emperor's new groove it might have been they, they must have came out near the same time and there there is that bit where pacha swings in and starts a does, tarzan bellow. he does the yell yeah 
So it it could be that they were that it was it was sort of a spoof on on this scene. On that note, John Goodman probably would have been a good Tarzan voice actually now that I think about it. He he hits it pretty well. Yeah, he nails it. He'd be like an older Tarzan. Um this is also the scene where Jane is basically babbling at Tarzan because this naked dude has just saved her from a bunch of monkeys and it's weird and he does the mimic thing. Tarzan, like you said, is either <laughs> extremely good at mimicking or just like already very good at languages i guess he knows a lot of animal languages yeah but it's never clear how animal languages work in disney movies i because uh, he can talk to the baboons but this movie has the problem of like when tarzan is in front of people he has to talk animal to animals but when tarzan is alone with animals he talks just plain english this movie does a pretty good job, I think, of keeping those situations separated, but it's still weird because I don't know where baboons fit into. I mean, they're they're a, I think I don't know if they're an ape, but they are closely related to baboons are a monkey. Yeah, they're monkeys closely related to apes, way closer than elephants, who we can talk to in plain English. So right. I assume he's talking to them in quote unquote plain English. And the only reason we don't hear it is because Jane is there. And from her perspective, he's just speaking gibberish. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's weird. It's a hard problem to solve, I admit. We all know what my preferred solution is, which is just don't have them speak English at all, but that's such a weird art direction to go. I don't think most people would enjoy. That would make most of this movie kind of unwatchable. (laughs) Just put subtitles. Even so, (laughs) this is for kids. Yeah. Critical reading skills. Come on. No. Okay. All right. Now you're you're absolutely right. It's ins- it's an insane. <laughs> it's, it's insane. I would prefer. It. I don't think anyone else would. So this is the bit where I sort of dropped off my notes because the movie actually started getting going. Yeah. This is the kind of the meat of the film. So I literally don't remember what happened next because I watched it a week ago. Yeah. Same. Actually, I I realized when I sat down to start recording this, like, man, I watched Tarzan a week ago. I don't remember anything about this movie. Uh, okay. Uh, like so I, the monkeys, the gorillas have to break into the camp, right? Well, no, no, no. Wait, before we get to that, because so we have this moment. So, so Tarzan saves Jane from the the baboons, or I think they're mandrills. I think somebody says baboon, but I could be wrong. They have like the blue thing on their faces, though, right? I think so, but Rafiki says he's a baboon. Oh, okay, maybe. Even though he's definitely a mandrill. Oh god, so who knows? Maybe Disney just got this wrong. For so long. This is the moment, I think, of this movie, which is Tarzan and Jane actually interacting in a more human way. I think this moment's fine. It's just kind of like, it's a meet-cute. It's the meet-cute of the movie, right? It's where these two characters who you know are going to end up together, start getting together. But um, uh, my girlfriend, who was watching the movie with me, brought up this trope that this movie, I think, does egregiously. uh, That other movies also do, but to a less egregious extent probably, which is this idea that, like, because the entire time that Jane is interacting with Tarzan, there's this idea that she's she's putting up boundaries, right? Like, don't touch me, don't get near me, right? Mm. Um, but Tarzan is breaking those boundaries, and she's not okay with it until she realizes he's hot, and then she's okay with it. <laughs> and that's not cool, and that's not good. And now, there, th- if this movie had a, 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 a an ounce of uh, of uh, of 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 uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Subtlety or maybe nuance? There could be. This is another thing that the movie could have tackled, which is you don't think this movie has nuance? It had Phil Collins singing exactly what people were doing. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> what could be more nuanced <sighs> than that? You know, so so there is something I I remember actually thinking something similar, not precisely about like oh this is a this is a movie thing that they're like really doing hard here, but more that like there is a moment where where he goes to like touch her after she says no and like he can't understand her, yeah. right? But I just wanted her to like smack him. Yeah. That's why I'd be like, well, she kicks no. him, which is funny, right? It, it 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 is funny. That's why it's still a meat cute. <laughs> I and I do think, but I, I if this movie was like a little bit better written, or maybe had a, mm. had just maybe had a, a woman in the room when they were writing this scene, they could have had this be a conversation of boundaries of like, hey, you can't like I like because th- there's a language barrier. So this scene is largely her them understanding each other, but part of them understanding each other should also be Tarzan understanding her boundaries. Mm -hmm. That could have been, I think that would have been good because then later the invitation of, Hey, we should totally make out is like, it is like, that's, that's becomes a thing. Like it becomes tangible. Right. Because like, I don't know, there's, there's, I don't know how to describe this in a way that doesn't get too into like, like romance and physical contact and all this other stuff that's kind of too much of a conversation to have for this movie that was made in the 90s for children but there is a there's a level of tact that you would want this movie to have with its one human female character that it doesn't quite have especially because after this jane kind of goes from being this competent posh british woman to just being a bumbling mess and i don't like that about her character i would argue that she started much more bumbling than she ends. She, for some reason, is dre- in in the beginning and the end of this movie is dressed up in the most ridiculous dress. Absolutely, for this trip. And there is a moment where, like, it seems like because she's hanging out with a guy who's basically naked, she starts to dress down a bit and like looks way more comfortable in the jungle. Yeah. And also remember she did talk to a baboon like it was a human baby before. Well, I, I guess what I mean by that is and again, I don't know. Maybe she came to this jungle to to swipe right on Tinder. I don't know what her <laughs> deal is. But my assumption was that she came here to study gorillas, and as soon as Tarzan shows up, she kinda gets her eye off the ball for over half of this movie and kind of only wants okay, to fuck but Tarzan. Wait. Okay, but wait. Are you telling me that this guy is not the find of the century? She calls him the missing link. Technically, her dad calls him the missing link. Whatever. She doesn't correct him on that. But it's still like... But that's that. But that is kind of huge. And like, he's clearly not the missing link as they go on. He's clearly like a human a dude. who grew up with gorillas. But he could, he could have great insights. So... All right, here's the thing then, right? If this is the find of the century, if this is like like a genuine, like here is a person who has grown up without any human contact for a significant amount of his life, mm-hmm. then the the solution to this story is Tarzan has to leave. Tarzan yeah. has to go back to England. He has to go back to mankind because Tarzan... Kind of the crazy thing about this movie is I believe Tarzan is supposed to go back to mankind for a while. In the books, Tarzan goes back to mankind and then realizes he doesn't like it. He's like, this fucking sucks. Humans are right. arrogant and they're lazy and they're selfish because this this the, the, this book is tra- the books are trying to create this idealized version of humankind and whatever yeah. bullshit. But like But there is a core concept there that I do like. Yes. Which is like this guy has grown up in the jungle. And humans find him, and they're like, you need to come back with us to where the humans are. And he's like, oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. And he goes there, he's like, actually, 
Turns out I like the jungle that I grew up in. Weird. I'm going back home. The question of being an outsider, right, is he goes right. to a place that he thinks he belongs, but then realizes, mm. oh, this isn't any, this isn't what I dreamed it would be. And, 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 and I have, I've built a place for myself somewhere else. And I, I miss that place that I made for myself. And I need to go back to that because that's where I belong. But the movie never, the movie never tackles that because Tarzan just naturally assumes he belongs in the jungle. He never has a questioning moment about it. Well, he, do, he does have a bit of a questioning moment, which I do like. Um, but it's not really, um, the point of the movie dwelled on. So he does, he does learn all about humans from all these slides that for some reason they brought. Uh, just in case they found a wild man. Who they needed to educate. Mm -hmm. Yes. He had some decent interactions with Clayton that, that again paint Clayton as like the obvious heel turn villain. Yeah. I mean, have you seen that mustache? That's an evil man's mustache. You're not wrong. Uh, although I actually think it's it's like a famously isn't it like a British pilot mustache? Yeah, it's like uh, you know, like Howard Hughes, like right, like this. Right. It's a it's a kind of your classic British explorers stash from from the 1920s, which is about a century after this movie takes place. But whatever, like you know, Tarzan's dad, by the way, has a stash. Oh yeah, that guy's oh, got chops. Yeah. It's it's exceptional. Which which makes Tarzan's lack of mustache disappointing. Tarzan learns a bunch from the humans. Is there anything we need to we need to really dwell on here? No, there's another song. Yeah, and it's not a bad song. It's alright. Again, it's mostly just him learning stuff and staring at Jane. Later, if we can jump forward, Kerchak basically says, "Yeah, you can hang out with the humans, just don't let them know we're here." Yeah. And I think this is, again, this is Kerchak treating Tarzan, if not as an equal, then as a member of his tribe. And at least allowing him the sort of natural curiosity that he has. Because they had that moment. Yes. Which was like, now you have my respect, but like, nothing came of that, really. No. And Kala's freaking out because now he's hanging out with humans, and I say freaking out, but she is- it's very small and subtle. And all of the animals seem to to just basically stand by and watch as, as Tarzan gets further and further away from them. Nothing will really come of this. No. There's one good scene with it, but nothing really comes this, of it. This movie distresses me because the problem with having- ha the problem with making these animals act- anthropomorphized for the first half of this movie is that it becomes incredibly distressing when as Tarzan when Tarzan hangs out with people we see them acting like just animals because then mm. in my mind what I'm seeing on screen is indicative of Tarzan's change like right. like I know it's just lazy right they're just being lazy like they're acting like animals now because other humans are there but if Tarzan is also seeing them like this like what is Tarzan learning then is Tarzan learning that they're animals? What does that mean for him? Well, or 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 is he like learning all these new things and he's and he is like realizing how much more like mental capacity he has in them and he realizes that like all of his all of his best friends are you know kind of dumb? Although Tantor knows what bacteria are, so Yeah, Tantor. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> That's actually way ahead. Right? So Tantor secretly, like, like the, the Einstein of elephants. He's, like, leaped 
When did germ theory happen? Wait a second. Oh, germ theory. That's a good question, actually. Germ theory. I know that George Washington didn't believe in germs or dinosaurs, right? So post 1770s. 18. Okay. 1762. uh, Miasma theory remained dominant. Smallpox vaccine. 1850s. So about this time. He is red up, is our Tantor. He went and he talked to uh, he talked to the elephants up in India, and they're like, "No, man, this is crazy, dude! Like, <laughs> you won't believe what these humans are teaching us." Here's the newest thing: tiny things. <laughs> they're like little elephants in your blood. Anyway, Tarzan refuses to let the humans see the gorillas, even though he knows they just want to see them, and they definitely don't want to hurt them. None of the humans want to hurt them. It is profoundly crazy to me that. At no point does any character not trust Clayton. Everyone implicitly trusts Clayton, which is batshit. That man exudes evil. Uh, uh, Clayton does this great thing, which actually says to me that at this point, much like Kerchak, Clayton considers Tarzan a human and it's sort of an equal to him and maybe even like formidable because the way he goes about manipulating him is so human yes <laughs> where he's just like yeah we gotta pack up and leave and it's too bad jane wanted to see gorillas but she can't <laughs> I, I i especially love this because tarzan makes this leap of like if we, if I show Jane gorillas, can she? Will she stay? And and Clayton doesn't say yes. He just says, "Well, who know? Maybe." He's like, "Oh, that's why she came here, wasn't it?" Ah, it's it's like oof. I, I feel like this is um an amount of 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 lying that you do not do to somebody that you think is basically an animal. Yeah, which which I like really like. I like that Clayton is giving him this amount of um agency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he he like he, he almost like respects him as a rival, you know. Well, uh, there there is something to be said, right? Because like Clayton's entire character is is his masculinity, mm-hmm. and I think there is something to be said about him looking at this man and seeing like the perfect human, right? Like, yeah, this guy's an Adonis. He's all of his muscles, right? He's got everything. He's only wearing a loincloth, so you know his his whole everything is out there. Yeah, and Clayton has to kind of compare himself to that and go, well, if I maybe I'm not as strong as him, maybe I'm not as as well defined as him, but I am strong and I am intelligent, and I know that he has what I want, so I'm going to treat him the way I would treat any competing dude, and I'm going to trick him. It's interesting villainy, especially for a very generic villain. Yeah, yeah, I I think the amount of screen time clayton has he does well with it yes it's just that he doesn't have enough to become really interesting yeah he doesn't get a gaston moment where you really hate right oh but i'll that's actually something i also like about it do you know what else clayton has no interest in jane yeah (laughs) it's like they very easily could have been like oh he also wants jane but it's like no he wants to kill some gorillas in the books isn't that the whole thing I don't know, because this guy was, like, a villain in, like, one of the later books. And I say later because it wasn't the first one. Yeah. But there were a lot of Tarzan books. So, like, I don't know. Maybe? Who knows what Clayton was up to? He's, like, Tarzan's cousin or something. 
Tarzan brings him to the gorillas. We do get to see them. It seems being more animalistic, but that might be because they are around humans. You know, like we see, we see his mom acting scared. Yeah, and, you know, she's afraid of these fucking humans. But I, it's still, it, I don't know. It's it just it's problematic to me to reduce what up until this point was a very human character to mm-hmm. solely an animalistic response. Because up until this point, yes, even though she is an animal. We've been seeing her as a human, as a, as essentially just a person. And this, this is something that it was trying to balance from the beginning, though, because like in that beginning scene, basically before Tarzan existed as a character, she did act like an animal. I mean, it, like, like you said, it was kind of goofy, but like when she was, when she was trying to save Tarzan, the baby, all of her reactions were, I think, very animalistic, animalistic and not human. Uh-huh. She even had this moment where she was like, and I skipped over it because it's like my least favorite joke ever, but where she like sniffed his diaper. The The joke is dumb, but the, the reference is like, she doesn't know what this is. And she is trying to figure it out in her gorilla brain. Uh-huh. And so there are some scenes where it's very clear to me that like, yes, this is not a human. And then other scenes where it's like, but she basically is. Yeah. And maybe it's just because Jungle Book does this so much better. Or or maybe it's because apes are so similar to people already. But just something about it makes me uncomfortable. And and I okay. and I don't know what it is. Because I never, I didn't have this problem at all in Jungle Book. Well, there's also fewer humans in Jungle Book. There's basically no humans in Jungle Book besides Mowgli. I guess maybe what it is is because in Jungle Book, humans are so mythologized Right. That there is all, there's a separation, like almost a class separation between the animals and humans. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's like, it's a, it's a boundary that is, that cannot be crossed by anyone but Mowgli. And maybe that's what this movie needed. It needed humans to be almost mythical. To bring, to bring it back a little, but also tie it in right here is where I think that Kerchak does know something about humans again, because he seems to know what a gun is. Because because Clayton starts to go for the gun and Kerchak's like, no, fuck that. And like knocks it away from him because what happens is Kerchak shows back up. Oh, yeah. There's this whole thing where they trick Kerchak into chasing Tantor and Turk. And it's dumb. and I don't like it because they're just Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah, it's kind of their most Timon and Pumbaa moment, but they don't really have much else going on. Well, they, <laughs> then Tantor gets one more moment. So Kerchak scares him away and starts yelling at Tarzan like why did you bring them here you put us all in danger yeah and this is basically the moment that Tarzan well he goes to his mom and is like I can't do anything right I'm just like these people but I'm not them and she's like alright fine and she shows him the treehouse where hopefully his dead parents have been dragged away at some point Hope, I mean I, I think it would have been funny if, if, if there was just two skeletons would that have been funny though right like like in star wars when uh luke goes back home and there's just like two burning (laughs) skeletons there like exactly (laughs) like that just like oh god (laughs) is that my mom no (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh there is a good moment between tarzan and his mom this this also this this movie also has a lot of mother-son stuff that i feel like does not get to breathe 
very much. The the whole movie kind of sinks under the weight of Tarzan has to get together with Jane. Right. But there is some good emotional resonance in this scene. Yes. Where it's, it's very clear that she has been afraid of showing him this place in case it makes him do what he does right now, which is decide to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and he puts on his dad's old suit, which is something I'd forgotten happens. Oh, uh, it looks but like it looks it looks really weird on him. Yeah, but he looks kind of dapper, and he like starts standing up straighter when he does it. Yeah, and he tells her she'll always be his mother, but like he is leaving, and it's it's kind of rough. But he's gonna go with the humans to go see England. Now there are like fifteen minutes left in this movie, so we all know he's not gonna do that. Which, but again. If that movie had ended there, it would have been a very shitty movie. Yes. But would have at least made more sense. Because th- this should have been the halfway point of the movie, right? Like, Right, but they spent a lot of time with young Tarzan. They spent a lot of time with, the with him. Yeah, with him learning to love Jane, like, like all this stuff. It takes like 30 minutes for this movie to get to adult Tarzan doing adult Tarzan stuff. And like... Mm-hmm. So this point happens so far, and this movie's only 88 minutes long, but like, you know, Cry Me a River, if you could find a Disney movie that lasts longer than 98 minutes. This movie's not that long, and so they, they should have been a little more economical, I think, with their time. So Tarzan gets on the boat immediately. As soon as his foot's on that wood. Immediately he is betrayed by all these, I guess, pirates? pirates? Because they're they're not just hunters they have also tied up like the captain and the crew the captain and the two crew members because yes this is a very well maybe maybe it was like um treasure island treasure island That's where almost was everybody was in on it everybody was in on it except for three people four people five people jesus uh so so this is the moment of clayton's obvious heel turn and there has been something i've wanted to say about clayton this whole time and I'll say it now. Clayton should not be a villain. Okay. I think you could have Clayton be exactly the same character, but he would have been much more interesting if he was just, like, an asshole. Like, what if we got to this point and he was like, what the hell are you doing? And then he has to help Tarzan. <laughs> because, like, what if he got to this point and there were these pirates taking over the ship? And this had been the plan all along. And Clayton, he knew it was important to to find the gorillas, but he didn't realize this was what it was for. Because then we would have had the exact same... Clayton has no emotional resonance in this movie. No. You have no reason to care about him. No. There would have been just a moment where you're like, oh, cool, this obviously evil guy is actually not evil. Because that's much more interesting than this obviously evil guy is evil is doing all this evil shit yeah i mean the other way to make him compelling would have been to you know give him a backstory or some reasons for what he's doing like every other disney villain gets yeah well the the problem with clayton is clayton exists to be a foil to tarzan Mm -hmm. but he has no purpose other than showing tarzan what the worst of being a, a human is but, like, as bad as Clayton is, and he's pretty bad, he's like a European poacher, probably racist, but who knows? Impossible to tell. He does say that thing that Africa is created for, for him, him, which I thought was pretty gross. Which is gross, but not quite. I, I don't know if it quite goes into racist, but it's definitely imperialist, which is bad. 
Certainly. Right? And so it's like, he's, but like, there are worse people in the world than Clayton. Like, Clayton, Clayton at that time in history is kind of what everyone was like, especially from Britain. Clayton's like mid level evil at most. Yeah, like, there's a, you know, there's a monarch. We didn't even meet those, right? Like, they, yeah, they do a lot of worse stuff to the continent of Africa than one Clayton ever does. Right, but like, like the problem with Clayton is this movie sets him up to be this big villain, but at the end of the day, it's like he's just a dude, and there is nothing more villainous about him than a guy who sells trucks. There's, there's also no moment where he like claims that he and Tarzan are basically the same. We're the same, you and I. What he does say is like, "Oh, I never would have been able to do this without you." So like, we get some guilt. Yeah, we get some guilt tripping. But we never get the moment where it's like, basically, if if you had grown up like I did, you would have done this. Well, and, and that could have been something, right? Because if Clayton had told that to Tarzan, right? If Clayton was like, you're a man like me, you would have done right. the same thing in my shoes. It would have made the later when Tarzan chooses not to kill him mean more because he gets mm-hmm. to say like, no, even right now, at this moment, when I could get rid of you, I'm not going to do it because I'm better. Because I can start, I can take that step and be exceptionally good where you have just been like every other person. But that doesn't happen. No. And so Clayton and his goons go to hunt some gorillas. Oh, they hunt him. And Tarzan starts doing his yell because he's so angry, sad. And Tantor hears him. And so he and Turk come in to smash up that boat and save Tarzan. And save Tarzan. They do that. Tarzan sends a fucking uh, stampede of elephants to just, I assume, murder some dudes. Now, I, they fucking, they, uh, they, they, uh, <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I bet one of those elephants broke his horn in one of those guys. Um, yeah. Fucking Mowgli. Never man. seen uh, those jokers again. Up until this moment, I had operated under the assumption that after the last elephant stampede, Tantor was also just raised by apes, because we see <laughs> no elephants. <laughs> he just, he just fucking, they just he, fucking he left. Was a stampede. The elephants were gone, and Tantor was like, "I guess I'm going home with you guys." Yeah, and Kala's like, "Fine, I guess I'll have another weird baby." Uh, but no, okay. Clearly, there are other T- Tantor just really likes hanging out with Tarzan and Turk. I guess like mm-hmm. all of our names start with T. I don't have a Wayne Knight impression in the back of my pocket. That's too but bad. But God, I wish I did at this moment. But yeah, so he he they stampede the elephants through. They save all of the gorillas except Kerchek. Right, who gets shot and in classic fashion stays alive long enough to basically tell Tarzan that he's proud of them and he can lead now. Clayton! There are three fairly brutal death scenes in this movie. Yes. There is the death of of Kala's first child. Yep. There is the death of Tarzan's parents. Which count as one person. Yeah, I would say it's one death scene. (laughs) Um, And Clayton dies... By he is strung up, he, he he he's he's like stuck in all these vines, and he starts slashing at them wildly, and Tarzan's like trying to stop. Well, him. okay, okay, he's trying to stop him. It, okay, <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> in in this in the sense that at some point, at one point, he's like, "Wait, don't do that." 
but he doesn't really do anything. So there is a there is a Batman villain who died by sealing himself in a coffin by accident, and Batman couldn't get it open in time. And you got to be wondering how hard Batman was trying. Uh, <laughs> uh, probably harder than Tarzan was trying at this moment. This was a fucking like like I don't have to kill. I'm not gonna kill you, but I don't have to save you. Fucking moment that Tarzan was having here, right? Because he Tarzan was like he fucking uh, threw Clayton. the vines on Clayton. <laughs> And Clayton starts slashing, slashing, and he, he cuts himself free, it's, except for his neck. Which, uh, you know, hey, listen, big mistake. You should have known better. Yeah, and he falls and pretty clearly dies instantly. There is a lightning flash. You see his body hanging. It is, yeah. it is f- like, a lot for a kid's movie. This is some, like, strange fruit and, shit. And I would have loved it if the movie just ended there. <laughs> just so... You have gotta stop making this movie darker. I... It would have been... It's not a not-dark movie, but you're like, what if it ended here? Dude! Or here! Like, the... the <laughs> I think it would have been... The, the If the movie had... Here's the thing, right? If the movie had ended here... It would have been wild, but it still would have been, I think, more appropriate than the actual ending of this movie. Let's get to the actual ending. So, Tarzan is in, is is the head honcho now, the main gorilla, whatever you call that. The chief? Sure. I don't know. Tribal leader? He's something. And so he is not going with Jane and her father anymore. Also, maybe it's because of that, maybe it's because he, he had to kill a man, but he's just not into the idea. And... Yeah, humans are too fragile for him now. Jane and her dad are on the boat going back to the ship, and her dad... <laughs> her dad is like, listen, Jane, go get some. <laughs> We're here, go get it. That man isn't wearing pants. Go get it. <laughs> Jane, I'm your dad and I love you, but I want to see you get that. He's like, I did I did not think I would ever have grandchildren. <laughs> like, I was 100% certain you were a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to go with your aged father to a jungle. I honestly thought maybe, maybe you were just trying to hit on Clayton, but he wasn't even interested in you. So now, so... Go get that it. That wouldn't have worked out. Go get it. We have been. He's like. <laughs> we've been. What up- he actually. <laughs> Go on. We've been. I have been alone in the jungle for months staring at that man's toned ass. And if you don't go and get that, I will. What he actually says is like, we. T- <laughs> He's like, I think you should stay. Stay. And she says, we talked about this, which, whoa. <laughs> and he's like, but you love him. And it's like, oh, what? No. No, she doesn't. Well, maybe she does, but, like, they've known each other for a couple weeks. And, like, you're at, you're saying that she should give up all of society. Everything. Her whole life for, for a, a hunk, but, like, I don't know. To fucking not much. Jane Goodall it with Tarzan. Like, no no that's insane but she's like yep i'm doing it and she jumps into the water she would have drowned by the way i've seen pirates of the caribbean that dress would have dragged her into the depths 
And then, in maybe a wilder move. And <laughs> this old fucking man also decides to stay? Yeah, now, he's like, he like turns to the captain and was like, say you didn't find us. Like, whoa. People, people <laughs> get lost in Africa all the time, right? <laughs> Which is an even wilder sentence. Yep. Here's, here's what I think he was thinking, right? He was thinking in his head, if I go home without my daughter, people are going to think I fucking murdered her. So I'm going to stay as well. I mean, he had a witness. He had this captain who was like, okay, so he could go home and be like, all right. So there was this ape man. And yeah, she wanted it bad. <laughs> and her dad convinced her to go get it. <laughs> so yes, he should be hung for murder. There is a final scene with Tarzan skating around on the trees. And also Jane's there. And also the old man is there. Yeah. And he does a... I wonder if it's kind of trying to be the Lion King. Where like they have that thing where... <laughs> It's sort of a wrap-up in that they're showing everybody together on Pride Rock. But instead, it's like Tarzan and Jane and hanging out on this tree. And Tantor, and he, his mom. And he, does, and he does this bellow, and that's... And Phil Collins, not gone long enough, but back too soon, starts singing a little bit too. Like, I'm a character in this movie. Uh, and then it's over. Ah. <sighs> What'd you think of this movie, Andy? I fucking hated it, dude. It's such a... Yeah? Here's, and here's what I say. Here's what I'll say. I don't think it's a bad movie. I just don't think it's good. Like, it, it doesn't have... in It doesn't have enough anything to be bad or good. It does seem like... I'll say this. It seems like it is trying to do a lot. And it, it, it's probably picking up more than it can uh, handle. This this movie has the problem of being too afraid of its source material because its source material is so problematic. It's fair to be afraid of its source material, to be clear. No, for sure. But but, but because it chooses not to address it, you're left with just like a fucking mayonnaise-flavored film, right? Like, it's <laughs> nothing. There's nothing here. It doesn't say anything about anything, and it never commits itself enough to one theme to, to ask even a basic question about it. It's clearly hanging itself on the fact that it is, it, it seems to have, it, it really feels like this movie, during its production, there was a reliance on, okay, this is a mess, but once we're done, it'll be something. Which I think, I think a lot of Disney movies in this time, once we get past the kind of, the, the, the Renaissance era, right, and we start getting into right. the 2000s. A lot of Disney movies after this especially start really feeling like this is a mess, but by the time we're done, it's going to be something. And it culminates in... Sure. The- I could see that for... I could see that for... Honestly, I could see that for um, Hercules. Yeah. And Treasure Planet. Uh, and um, I know you really like Treasure Planet, but I do think it has a, no, for a sure. weird Absolutely. theme problem. And um, Atlantis, like, I think there are a lot of movies that come out about this time where they don't have a, a, a central theme that they're trying to work with. And, and it culminates, right? It culminates in The Emperor's New Groove, which is a movie mm. that went so off the rails that it found something to be about. Right. But I would rather watch a disaster than this because this movie is just too bland. There's nothing here. And there are so many other Disney movies that that, that even if they're... Even if, even though they're, I think, objectively worse than this movie, at, they're they're trying to do something, right? Mm. And I can appreciate that more than than this. This is nothing. I don't dislike this movie. 
I think it's fine. But you're you're right. It, it's it's a little bit vanilla. I don't so strongly hate the Phil Collins stuff. Yeah, that I, that's clearly a me thing. Yeah, well, which is why I think I'm I'm more on enjoying it than than hating it mm-hmm. because like. Because, like, I think we have much of the same thoughts about this movie, but then every time Phil Collins starts singing, you're like, Gah! It's like, I'm it's, like, okay. It, 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 it's, it's like, it's like a, it's like a narration, but in, but in, <laughs> but in song for the whole movie. It's like, ah, everything I hate about narration, but in music form. Ah, okay. <sighs> I'm good. You know, I, I honestly don't hate this movie, I think, as much as I think I do. I just hate Phil Collins. And the fact that he does, like, two more <laughs> Disney movies after this is insane to me. Thank you for listening to Direct-to-Video VHS. I have been your host and Phil Collins apologist, Tony Robusto. Uh, I have been uh, your host, Andy Reyes. I'm just really worried that I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Uh. <laughs> I've worked myself up now, so I gotta calm down. Uh, you can find uh, you can find all stuff at direct2.video. Um, we have uh, all of our episodes there. You can also find us on any podcatcher that you use. Uh, if you're on iTunes, we appreciate it if you guys rate us five stars. Uh, we read all of them, but we don't reply to any of them, and that's a problem. Uh, but we do appreciate it. Yeah, you can find Andy at royalty underscore valens on Twitter, mm-hmm. and you can find me at theaterbats on Twitter, and you can on my website. I can cut around that. <laughs> inspired by true Vincent <laughs> sorry uh, oh man uh, um, huge thanks to Lee Rosevere for Planet E off the album Trappist One mm-hmm. oh, I'm, get, I'm getting it I'm getting into the groove right three years and I'm getting into it we gotta make a decision here about what we're watching next uh, cause either we're watching this in chronological order or an order of release or an order of release so was Tarzan and Jane the next one release yeah tarzan and jane came out like a couple years later for the tv show but oh, tarzan 2 came a... out like a decade later okay i think and you can veto this but i think we have to do tarzan and jane first yes because i suspect that there there will actually be a huge spike in production value so i want to do the the one that's probably lowest production value <laughs> Which is like, yeah. oh, this is us just like fucking around for the TV show, and then when they, when there are people like, what if we did a for real sequel, but it's a mid cool because we're monsters. Be- um, I, I genuinely don't understand why so many of these are mid cools. It's insane. It- I'm trying to. Has there been one mid cool movie that we've liked? I liked Lion King one and a half, but that's that's a joke mid. I I also movie. like Lion King one and a half. Uh, lost episodes. But um, I know. I think we released a- an episode. We released an episode, but I'm gonna consider it lost because the, 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 <laughs> my fuck up really just makes me not want to consider it. Um, yeah, I don't think so. I think I don't even. I can't think of any of them that are good. But you know, who knows? Maybe we'll like this one. So what's next week? Tarzan and Jane. Tarzan and Jane. I, I say next week. Yeah. Our, yeah. What? What's? At, who? What's a week? You know, in this... What even What even is a week? The world ended. Back off! Yeah, come on, guys. Who, I don't have a watch, which doesn't tell time that way, but whatever. Oh, some of them have old numbers. I can't afford that. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I am the ghost of John Smith. And this is the spot where I died.
there are parts of the movie, there, there are aspects of the movie I don't like. Yeah. But I was watching it, and I realized I wasn't taking any notes, and I did the thing where you're like, you're watching a movie, and you're just enjoying it. You're just having a fun time. Yeah. All right. Well, you need to you know you need to get serious. All right, Tony. This isn't this isn't just some hobby. (laughs) 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 What Squarespace callback or what? Didn't even make it to the end of that sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I got a I got a brand new box of uh, of I can't I don't want to make fun of any brand. Like, there's a small voice in the back of my head that's like, wait, but what if they do? And they hear this and they say no. You you, you just don't say the brand names. You're like, yeah, I sure love audiobooks. I have a fresh box of underwear right here, ready to be <laughs> talked about. You know what I like? Brushing my teeth. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, oh, okay. I've been cooking from home a lot more now, uh, which is true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> that one's fair. Okay, uh, let's fuck it. Let's do this. Let's talk about. You know, it's t- also great not going to the post office. You know, it's not. You know what? <laughs> Jesus! Oh my god! <laughs>